Good evening and welcome to Success in the City. My name is Helen Webster and tonight I'm with the amazing... Ryan Quinn, hello. <laughs> amazing. And our beautiful guest is... Hi, Jade Thunder. <laughs> amazing. So as you can all see, Sandra Scott is not with us this evening because she's very poorly. So we're sending big love out to Sandra. Okay, I think she's just doing a bit of an attention seeker, but, um, you know, we'll just let her off with that one. No, she is actually really poorly. Um, so we send her all, all our best wishes. And a massive, massive thank you to you, Bri, for stepping in. Um, so last week, um, oh, she's just put ha. So she's listening in to us, ha. Um, so last week I was at... Um, Sir Ranulph Fines. I went to see Sir Ranulph Fines, which we'll Amazing. talk a little bit about later. Um, and Sandra and I had done a bit of a dress rehearsal in the daytime and we got it all sorted and, and got it all ready. Um, and then for some reason, it wouldn't let it go live. So our intention was that you three were going to rock it again this week, but with it being poorly, I've stepped back in again. So massive thank you for giving your time up twice to, to, to be with us uh, on a Wednesday night. So thank you so great. much. We had a great rehearsal last week, didn't we, Jade? We did, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Good stuff, good stuff. So first we do a shout out to the kids. Okay, so Bri, I'm sure there's loads of little people in your life um, and in your work and everywhere else. Yeah. Um, so you, you can go first. Okay, thank you. Um, well, yeah, I am surrounded by young people and children um, because they are two of my businesses uh, where I sit every day. Um, so I'm just going to say uh, a little man called Min and leave it at that because um, he really has inspired me over the last week. He's amazing. Oh, lovely. I love that. And Jade, any little people? Not that come to mind, no. Um, maybe my nieces, actually. They're always... They're, they're quite young still, and they're, they're always texting me things, like really positive things. So probably them. A little shout out to them. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Lovely shout out to the little people. Um, so I've got lots of little people who, again, like Bri, you know, we've got some little people and some young people who are not so little. Um, and I want to give um, our two trainees who um, have been doing their traineeship with Brian's TPM, um, Emmett and Beth and they finished their traineeship um college side you know the, the the study work but they're still working with us um and i want to say that, that the difference in two young people who have had challenges in their lives in 16 weeks is unbelievable and i need i wish i had a video them on week one and another video like their journey because it's just unbelievable it blows me socks off um every day that i'm with them and um, Emmett is our, so he's, he started his apprenticeship today. Okay, so his first day of his apprenticeship was, was today. And um, they're just unbelievable. And Beth's still rocking it. And we've created, we, we have a big whiteboard on, on, on in the office. And we took everything off it today and we've started again. And they're just like these two little creative geniuses. So they're excited, Sandra, when you come back. We, we've played their musical musical furniture. So we've moved everything around <laughs> in, the, in the office. So everything's all totally different. And then they've created this board and just their ideas. And I had a, a lesson on my iPhone on Monday of all the things you can do. Yeah. If you've got your earpods in and you leave your phone on this particular setting and walk out, you can still hear what's going on in the room. <laughs> 
international espionage, Helen. I was like, what? I was like, I was like, hey, can you take your earpods out before you go to the room? <laughs> and if you double tap the apple at the back, it takes a screenshot. But you already knew that, didn't you, Brian? I did know that one. Yeah. Like unbelievable. So Sandra's saying she can't wait to see the office. Um oh, Christine Penno's listening in and she says she loves that H. Can't believe they've been with you 16 weeks already. I know. And the difference is phenomenal, Un unbelievable. They're just, they're, they're both magic. Um, superstars. They, they are, are superstars. They really are. So, success for yourself personally this week. Um, Jade, what amazing things happened to you this week? This week, I got to drive again, <laughs> which sounds a bit weird. Um, but I had a, an operation a month ago, a month ago today. Amazing. Um, and I had my gallbladder out, which meant that I couldn't. Um, do anything strenuous for ages and yesterday I went for a little drive um with my husband and that was that was really cool a bit nerve-wracking because I was like am I going to be able to do an emergency stop or not but um yeah it was all fine so that How was nice feel? like I'd just been given my freedom back <laughs> been going stir crazy and relying on him to take me everywhere has been quite challenging so um yeah, getting my independence back has been lovely. Yay. Amazing. Fair play. Well amazing. Bri, what amazing things have happened to you this week? Um, so I think really the nursery is the kind of uh, focus of that this week. Um, so we've been open for um, just short of two months and we're not at capacity yet, but the nursery is filling up. Um, there's amazing little people in there and um, just just the, the very purpose of opening it was to have an impact on the nought to fives um, as well as impacting on the 16 pluses that we've been doing for kind of like 20 years or so and um, seeing the growth in in the little ones just just in the matter of weeks and months is is just incredible it's so inspirational um, and I'm very fortunate because I'm the owner. I can get to go in there and say hi to them. And obviously they get to know you by name. And um, just that overwhelming, unconditional kind of love and welcome when you go in the space, you know, and they go, hi, Bri, or hi, Brian, and some of them high five and all of their little beautiful idiosyncrasies and the just loveliness and the amazing team that care for them. Yeah, so... It's it's very successful. Thank you. Brilliant. How about you, help? And well, I, I love walking past the nursery because um, it's on our way into work. Because Bry's on one side of the building, we're on the other side of the building. And when I walk through, and you just see the little people playing, it's just amazing. Yeah. And uh, it's an amazing, amazing setup. So anyone who's got little people who works in the Baltic, you need to put them in Bry's place. Um, so I've had loads of things go on this past. So last week I went to see Sir Ranulph Fines. And he did um, a talk about, you know, his life and everything like that. And you could have heard the pin drop. He was like, just, everybody was just like, what? He was, he's an absolute nutter. He's an absolute <laughs> nutter. A real life action man, absolute nutter, but amazing. Absolutely cool. And then Monday we took Lou to um, Manchester. We took it to Old Trafford and we did a bit of an exhibition there. And uh, Emmett came with me because um, Sandra was poorly. So he's our apprentice and he, he came and absolutely nailed life again you know um and 16 years of age 
didn't really want to speak to anybody, you know, sort of 16 weeks ago and with the support of TPM and, you know, the, the, the traineeship program that he's been on was just, I wish somebody had followed us with a secret camera because he was absolutely, he was engaging with people. He was, um, he went off and spoke to loads of people. He shared lots of his own stories of things that had happened because, you know, there was people coming over and saying, oh, this has happened and that's happened. And he was going, well, I was like that when I was in year eight. He said, and look at me now. And I was like, what? Look at you now, you know. Um, but was really open and honest. And it was just it was just beautiful to see, you know, that this young person has just turned into this amazing person, you know. Um, and it's just he's just rocking life at the moment. So I, I would say... Seeing him the way he is is my success of the week, if, if that awesome, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. If, so Sandra's put in her success this week. <laughs> Sandra's success is she got through to Virgin Atlantic after an hour and 56 minutes on hold. <laughs> well done, you. Well Amazing. done. Amazing. An hour and 56 minutes. I hope they had some good music on when you were on hold. Yeah. <laughs> so we're now going to play this or that, Jade. Okay, we're going to go find a little bit more about you um okay. right you're gonna go first okay jade mm. insta or twitter i was insta but i'm converting back to twitter oh back to the dark side mm. controversial it's yeah. it? where i started and then i went insta and now i'm going back yeah oh have you got loads of followers don't know what's loads, the 900 and something. Oh, yeah, loads. Like more than four. And they're from like 2007. They're like my the long standing ones that have stayed with me. Hardcore. It's right. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yes. So um, I'm Instagram totally because I don't really do Twitter, but I think I should do Twitter a bit more. I think I need to do more Twitter than, than um, Insta. What about you, Bri? Uh, so I have both um, kind of. Um, in the in the early days of our business, um, I kind of ran all of those accounts, so I had to learn them um, so that we obviously could protect the young people from the perils of social media. Um, and you can't do that unless you understand it. So I've always kind of championed that, really. Have an amazing support team now who take care of all of that for us, uh, which is fantastic. So um, I spend more of my time in Insta than I do uh in twitter although yes once upon a time i did use twitter a lot it's very good okay okay so i'm gonna go next okay um singing in a local pub or singing oh sorry bry singing in a local pub or singing at a posh event local pub yeah. I was going to say the posh event, but the problem with posh events is you tend to get ignored. Oh, and it's okay. not that you're not being appreciate, appreciated in that moment yeah. because you could be at a networking event or or a wedding even. It's not that no one's listening. It's not. It's just that they're not going to sit and clap because they're catching up with everybody and they're there to, to do, you know, to, to network and to, and to chat to people. So you have to accept that you're not going to get any of that instant gratification for your performance um, whereas in a local pub i can i can tell people to shut up and that makes me smile <laughs> yeah. I, I would have thought i would have thought in a local pub people would talk more than 
not in yeah the they do but then i just shout to them and say i'm sorry am i listening in you? love yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> they, they join in you, then. Brian, if you were a performer if i was a performer um yeah i think i'd probably go with jade really in a pub because i'd probably enjoy the crack and the interaction but of course no one has ever seen or heard me sing publicly anywhere since i was about seven you can join Ryan and Scotty's band. <laughs> yeah, people would never speak to me again if I got up and performed. But <gasps> many people have tried. <laughs> you can join mine. So Sandra and I are both shocking at singing, like really, really bad. But we've now decided, Sandra just put deaf out. But we've decided that Sandra and I are going to nail a duet. We're going to go to singing lessons and nail a duet. We're now going to okay. nail a trio, Bry. Okay. Well, actually, I know someone who can. Um, probably try and help us <laughs> amazing uh, she's a, a vocal coach and she has an amazing singing group so yeah we'll have to do it in secret though we can't tell anyone no no so, so sandra's put you can come to our lessons and we can have a trio yay <laughs> it's right amazing we'll get yeah. to maybe the tambourine today. player then yes 100 yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the spoons the maracas anything the more Triangle. the merrier Yes, indeed. Um, so I'd probably go for a boozer as well. But I was talking to um, when we had um, that's a fact. What's his name? Uh, Wild Humphrey. Oh, Wild yes. Humphrey on, and um, he does all these factual things um, about dates and stuff. Amazing, his, his mind is Amazing like phenomenal. Brain, yeah. Yeah. And um, I said to him, you know, do you prefer to be in a like a working man's club or 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 an after dinner sort of speaker type thing? And he came back and he said. After 11 o'clock, and after did a speech, like a posh dude becomes a working man's club. <laughs> that was like fair play to him. It does, doesn't it? It does. Everyone's yeah. ballooned. Yeah. <laughs> Ties start going around the top of their head. The top buttons are undone. Yeah. The girl's so shoes nice, come off. Come struggling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, cool. Uh, Christine Penman said she's got a venue for us to sing. We can go to Fletcher's. <laughs> <laughs> It's getting like rise like that now. No, <laughs> feel a Christmas party coming on for you yeah. guys. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Go on, Brian. My question. turn. <laughs> Jade, red or white? Red wine, obviously. Red. red. I knew exactly what you meant. Red. <laughs> I can't bear white white wine. Um, apart from bubbles, I will. I love prosecco ah, yeah. or champagne, but, but white is no. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I love I love red wine, but I do like a really dry white wine. Cool. Oh, oh, really when I have prosecco, it's got to be really dry. So yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, it's gonna be like a but proper dry. Yeah, yeah, wine. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And you're red all the way, Bry. I I like both, um, but yeah, red is my preference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and spent lots of time sampling loads of gorgeous reds in Spain. Oh, devoured, oh, gutted, what a terrible thing to have to do. Shopping. And Argentina. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah. Amazing. Love okay. A Love a Malbec, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I did a Malbec on for Saturday night, which was very nice. Um, early bird or night owl, Jade? Night owl. I don't understand early birds. It freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to bed so seriously I generally go to bed between two and three and I think that's just because of my um 
performing, gigging, you know, you've come mm-hmm. home at one, you can't just go to sleep, you've got to wind down, it takes a couple of hours. So between two and three, I generally fall asleep. And my husband's a chef and he gets up at five. <laughs> so we are literally passing ships in the night, um, which is why we're still married. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I made it through lockdown. <laughs> yeah. You only spent them two hours in the middle of the day together. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, Amazing. that's the trick. So, yeah. What about you, Bray? Um, same night owl, always have been, always will be. Um, of course, the truth is, there's been times in my life um, when my work and interests have meant that I've had to do very, very early morning. So when I work for British Airways, for example, you know, sometimes you have to get up at two in the morning, wherever you are in the world and, you know, begin the day. And that is just horrendous, horrendous. Um, So, yeah, but um, there's something about late night for me. Um, Me and my busy friend Suzanne call it flouting the rules. So we open another bottle at like midnight, you know, Um, that's me and my apple cart. Amazing, amazing. And I, I was it like you did, so I used to run pubs. So um I was a massive night owl. I used to sort of wake up, you know, in the after sort of ten o'clock at night was my um party time then. Um and again, you know, you'd lock the pub up and then you know, you wouldn't just go to sleep. So Prisoner Cell Block H was like one of my favourite programmes because it was the thing that was on at like half one in the morning, you know, <laughs> when the, the walls used to wobble and everything. But now I would say in the past three or four years i'm now um an early more of an early bird now so i teach at like six o'clock in the morning and um i love it you know i I, I love getting up and i love seeing the sun i used to love the sunset i love the sunrise now so i think i'm more of an early bird now which is really unusual and if i'd have told my mum that when i was like 15 16 and could do 48 hours sleeping she'd never have believed that i'd get up you know what i mean so so yeah um, i'm an early bird now i would say yeah go on bry Okay, Jade, cheese board or pudding? Oh my god, don't do that. <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Seriously, I don't know. Oh my god, that's like the hardest thing because when. So okay, so here's the deal. When I look for a pudding, it's got to be apple pie and custard or a variation of, so apple and rhubarb, crumble, whatever, but it's got to be apple and custard. And it has to be the proper yellow custard. I don't want this vanilla gourmet custard that my husband beautifully makes. I don't want it. I want the tin of ambrosia custard. (laughs) So it's got to be that. If that's not on the menu, I will not substitute it for like sticky toffee or anything. I don't I don't want that. So I will have a cheese board. <laughs> okay. That's exactly so, what my husband would say. Exactly that. Really? Yeah. And he and he yeah, and he'd probably just pick off my cheese board, but he'd be looking for apple floating in a, a sea of custard. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. All the cheese about, and the smellier yeah. the better for the cheese as well. Oh, got to be like stinking can smell it a mile away hell wow yeah no no um i'll put in a hundred million percent <laughs> million percent yeah. and 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 it's like yeah anything with custard or cake or yeah but apple pie is beautiful but if you've got like a sticky toffee pudding or something then yeah well into all that 100%. so i yeah i'm 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 cheese board all the way so that's because yeah. of your wine though it is 
yeah it so is they you know yeah i'm i'm looking to carry on with the wine with something to to make that even um more of an experience so and pudding is always like sweet and sugary and i don't know just shuts it all down for me but um so you have a dessert stomach so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. if you google if you google have you got a dessert stomach a little diagram comes up and it's got the stomach and it's got a little bit in it and it's got like so there's a meme and it's it's actually got a little bit which is a dessert stomach so people will come into to my session they're like and i was like oh yeah i said but it's okay so you've got a dessert stomach so i said you're okay you know you can have it and i, and I showed them this like me and i had these people actually believing that we had such a thing as a <laughs> it was amazing there's just quality i was like yay had the pudding today though saying all of that but um it was in the middle of the afternoon and it wrecked me yeah i felt really it? sluggish afternoon. Oh, yeah. we, we went to teaching school last week and um we had school dinners which was boss and they had their arctic roll oh. and i was like <laughs> <laughs> I never like, was like looking at it and I was going, wait, it's just cake and ice cream, but in a different shape. And he was going, I went, just try it. I said, please just have a little try. And he was like sniffing it and licking it and all that sort of like, mate, just have a little tiny bit. And he went like that. He went, it's all right, that. Do you reckon they'll get seconds? I went, yeah, go and get them. That's brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm 100%. Um, last one, mate. My last one is musicals or sci fi. <gasps> You can't ask me that either. Yeah. Oh my god! They're like my two favorite things to watch. Oh my god! Okay, okay. Sci-fi. Oh, I'm shocked. That's today though. Tomorrow it could be musicals. <laughs> like it's a bit like the pudding and the cheese. It really depends on the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Once what I'm like outside. And, yeah. Yeah, and if I'm having a bottle of red, or well, I fancy a cheese board instead, you know. And if I'm not drinking and I'm just on the lemonade, then I'll have a pudding. So yeah. it's the same with with sci-fi or musicals. If I'm feeling really energized, then I want to watch a musical because I want to sing along with Gene Kelly and yes. everyone. Oh, but generally at the moment I'm very sci-fi. Sci-fi. Cool. Yes. What about you, Bri? Sci-fi all the way. Really? Dead easy, dead easy choice. <laughs> I oh. love sci-fi. I um yeah, so I grew up wanting to live in a room on the Starship Enterprise and stuff like that. Yeah. Can you do that? Can you do that? Yeah. Can you do it both? <laughs> I practiced that when I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, but a lot, uh, one of my well, my favorite all time movie is Blade Runner. Is nice. it? What did you think of the new remake of it? Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow, just yeah, no, difficult, amazing, amazing. But I do love a good musical, mate. Mm. No one so Scotty, Scotty's no listening one and says musicals. Yeah, musicals 100%. Scotty says, I'm 100% musicals. I love I love sci-fi and stuff like that, but 100% musicals for me as well. Yeah, you can't beat a good musical. So we've finished our questions. We now know a little bit more about you, Jade. We're going to find Thank out you. even more about you. So... You're going to introduce yourself. So how you met Sandra, how you got to what you've been doing, what you started, what you're doing now. And then Brian and I will just chip in as we go along. Okay. So over to you. Okay. Um, well, I met, I, was, I met Sandra. Sandra reminded me last week when we had our warm-up sesh. Um, she said you came. I actually went for an interview with her. Um, I wanted to work with her. 
Um, did you? I did. Uh, I don't know why we didn't in the end, though. Probably she probably didn't hire me because it wasn't good enough. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no, I don't actually know what happened, what the outcome was, or anything. I've got a terrible memory. But all I remember is we sat together folding um, letters, I guess, to go out and putting them in envelopes after the interview. <laughs> I just remember spending a good 20 minutes, half an hour with her. Just, do you need to do that? Yeah, cool. I'll help you. Two of us will make it quicker you know and then left and I don't I don't think we spoke for years um obviously kept in touch in social media um, oh nonsense you were fabulous you got the job but you were chocolate right okay yeah because <laughs> I do so many different things so this is yeah this is my problem <laughs> or not a problem I guess I used to say I was flaky but um, no. In lockdown, I reframed it as multi-passionate because that's a much nice. nicer and kind thing, uh, kind of attitude. Yeah. So yeah, so I started as a musician when I was eleven. Um, my mum was a singer in the pubs and the local club scene, and um, discovered I could sing at a young age. So I started singing with her, um, and getting up doing the odd song but obviously when you're that young you're quite shy so he's just stand there and be really and what sort of music was it oh it's all pop rock you know everything you hear well i say everything you hear you don't hear it now really but the old school classics um although my stuff was britney christina because <laughs> that's what i wanted to sing natalie and brulia um oh anastasia uh, so it gives you the ear. It was like sort of late nineties. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we we gigged for years. And by the time I was leaving school, we were doing five nights a week, um, which was great. Uh, just a huge experience in itself um, to be able to have conversations with adults and not feel intimidated or you know, hold your own at, at 15, 16. That was quite kind of cool. Um, so was that you and your mum singing together then? or, or Yeah. Separately. Okay, cool. That was a duo. We were next of kin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. And then um, when I got to 17, she fell sick. She's um, She's got an autoimmune disease that basically floored her and she was housebound. She's housebound pretty much. Mm. Um, and still is to, to the, you know this all this time on. So um, she got yeah she got sick and so I went on my own, um, playing guitar and singing, developing my con uh, confidence as I'm I'm playing, and then um, and then sort of seventeen years later I'm still doing it. Amazing. <laughs> so what do you play? Um, oh gosh, I started on the piano, then I learned the guitar and bass. I could play flute and clarinet Oops. and a bit of saxophone, a bit of drums. Get in. <laughs> bit of everything. Can you do them all at once, like with one of them packs on your back and all that? I wish. would <laughs> be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> I've always wanted to go on that, but I've never done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so when you started, amazing. sorry, goodbye. No, just think it's amazing that anyone can play the piano. I think it's phenomenal. I wouldn't say I was a pianist because that would be an insult to actual, you know, people who've done the grades and actually studied it. I just have a natural ear 
for music and once I learn the chord shapes I'm a visual person so if I watch somebody play something I will then replicate it and go oh that sounds good oh so I'm more of I wouldn't say I was a pianist I just I can play so if you yeah, give me yeah. a song and tell me what key it's in I can generally find my way but that's just by playing by ear that's not I couldn't right. I can't read music I don't know any theory um I don't want to either because I think we start limiting yourself don't you if you start if you, I'm so free at the moment. I quite like the hippie attitude towards it. Yeah, and you can you can take off, can't you, and do what you want to do and stuff. You haven't got to be sort of like you know following somebody else's rhythms and things like that. You know, you just sort of like rock it yourself, can't you? You know, by doing by doing. Yeah, that. It, it's interesting you say that because one of um, the shows that I do now is a Joni Mitchell tribute, um, tribute to, and the drummer said he was playing in. A really fancy timing sort of I don't know 618 or that's probably totally wrong but it was a really really strange timing but I am playing something completely different over the top to keep myself in time and he said it works beautifully but it's not something that people would write or people would hear normally um so it's just really interesting because I'm, I'm blurring these like timing Maybe. signatures that shouldn't fit but they do cool yeah, so it does give me a load of freedom. Brilliant. So during lockdown, when you weren't able to gig and stuff like that, what what happened then? So I I started. I've always been writing music since I was younger, like poetry mainly, and then just sitting with a guitar and and putting a tune to it. And I always said I wanted to write an album, but you get so busy. Like before lockdown, I was gigging six nights a week, sometimes doing three gigs a day. You know, it's like it was really intense. So. I just started to write the album I always wanted to write, which was really nice. And I ended up writing three. Oh. <laughs> so, so I've got loads, I've got loads of stuff to, to be going on with now. <laughs> wow. So and what's what... the title of the one of, of the album? It's called Alchemy. Oh, nice. Yeah, which I found out that it's actually a Kate Bush album as well. And I didn't know. Um, Alchemy. But that's okay. I'm okay with that. I'll I'm borrow sure Kate won't mind. I don't think she will mind. Yeah. Um, so the album's basically um, uh, uh, me emptying my brain of all the rubbish I've been through. The trauma and any sort of breakups and heartaches and just womanhood in general and full of disenchantment and... Um, and recovery so um, how do you go about writing a song does it come out your head or do you, how you know, to, i usually write between 1 and 3 a.m that's my time um and i found out since that that's quite a common time for people to write creatively um a lot of creatives get their ideas at that time good job you're a night owl then I know, right? <laughs> That's why I've never written the album. Well, so much content now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering, because, you know, um, multi-passionate, multi-talented, obviously, pick up a, an instrument and play it by instinct. That's, that's, a, that's an incredible gift. And so what comes first, words or music? Or is it both ways? And when you're writing a song like Happy, for example, which frankly, is a great, great tune, vibing. I prefer it to Alchemy personally because <laughs> um, it'd be rude not to know your work and, and then spend time uh, interviewing with you. I love that 
that kind of vibe behind um, the words on happy. So how how do you get like a great summary kind of like moody vibe like that from those lyrics? I'll show you them. Hey, this is how I write. <laughs> I have books. These books. Um, this one is very broken. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> I've it. This is actually the one I wrote happy in. Well so. Yeah. So this is. Um, I write a poem. I start with a poem. Um, generally, I'll just, what What did happy come from? Happy came from my husband saying to me, do you ever write anything happy? <laughs> he listens to me play. <laughs> so on the 11th of February, 2020, I wrote happy, the poem. Maybe. And it's just, I don't generally How make a lot of writing. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Um, I generally write, yeah, just... I don't know. I write in couplets. I'm generally rhyming couplets. I do like that. Um, and then I'll splice it up. And then and then it translates to the song. So I'll I'll use the base sort of, par you know, the paragraphs and then just translate it. So I'll think of a tune to go with it. And then once I'm happy with the flow of the words and the, you know it all coming together I'll then sort of splice them because sometimes you know you could write a really lovely sentence but it actually doesn't translate to singing yeah. it you know and so you have to drop the ands and drop the the and cut things and shorten words instead of want to it's wanna and you know um and then before you know it yeah you've written a song I don't really think about it I generally can write a song in about 15-20 minutes but Wow. Then it's it's the it's the melody and the composition of it. So everything on the album I I composed and wrote. Um and there's a lot of prog rock influence in there because um of my just of my listening and stuff, but I I, I hear things and trying to trying to tell the producers and the, the artists, you know, this is what I want. Sometimes I have to send voice notes and go, it's like this, la, 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 <laughs> and get them to play a specific line because I can hear it, but they can't. And, it, and I'm not, because I'm not trained. I didn't do any GCSEs in music. I've never studied music. So well, it's, it's difficult for me to sort of go. So now I've found GarageBand on my little MacBook. Um, I've started doing bass lines and, and drums and I can and I've got a keyboard now and I can get, do like a rough demo so when I take it to the studio it's kind of like this is it ish let's expand on it awesome. so that's like, where, where do you go what, where do you go then for like for the for the the, the recording of, of the actual songs and albums and things like that what 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 happens when you, so when once, you go I've, the studio, once, once I've got, got to it. that point yeah once I've got it to that point I'll send it for that's called pre-production so you've just got your demo so that's pre-production and I'll take it to this time I took it to a couple of studios and said do you want to take the project on because I'm never I'm never so um full of myself to think that they would say yes just because they want to take my money you know they've got to be invested in this project just as much as me because we're going to be spending a lot of time together and yeah. if they don't gel with me and they don't get me and they don't understand what I'm after I'm not going to work with them and it's not a, a personal thing really it's just a I need to get the best out of this um, and then once you've established that the, the rest of it sort of comes pretty quick you've got a timeline and 
a budget and you work to it and you always go over budget yeah <laughs> pulling loads of favors yeah. so, so you know during lockdown then obviously um i guess it was an opportunity whether you know it was something that you'd always wanted to do but you you started creating all of this content and so on um and then when when the album's done and produced and and out there and i was reading that and i've got to look down here so Liverpool Acoustics said this about it. Alchemy is an anthem of growth, trauma and recovery and showcases a vulnerable side of Jade Thunder. So if you've if you've brought more of your vulnerable kind of recovery self to that, what, what would you say you were before then? So <laughs> it's a great question. I love these. No, what questions. a question. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Um, firstly, thank you for listening to them. No, mate, <laughs> I know honestly, it sounds um, really silly, but um, no, they're, they're both great tracks. I'm happy he's been playing in here all evening. <laughs> that makes me like want to cry. I'm so happy. Thank you. Um, yeah, so you have to say the question again. I'm so happy. So, <laughs> what you just so said. Your, your new lockdown work brings a more vulnerable side of you. Oh, what, yeah. what were you performing before that then? So Okay, so when when you're in pubs, you you sort of form an alter ego where, Get that. Um, especially as a woman on the music local music scene, you know Merseyside's a really tough music scene to hit. Yeah. People, unless you're at a certain standard, they don't want to know. They're just you're just karaoke singer, so you've got to work really hard to prove that you're not just a karaoke singer, um, or just not somebody who sings to, um you know a beat it, it you even like my mum was somebody she would always say she was like a just I, I just sang to backing tracks which is the definition of a karaoke singer right but she brought the performance element to it and morphed into this really strong empowered woman on stage that you wouldn't actually say anything because she would tell you to shut up and and I learned really early on from her how to sort of command a room but it wasn't me because I'm still that 11 year old girl who's really shy and doesn't really want to sing to anybody in the room that's who I am so when I go on stage I'm kind of like Jade Thunder the performer it's a different person I kind of switch off to me um and all my life I've done it, even in when I'm singing, I'll sing a song like that person. And people say, oh, you sound like Alanis Morissette, for example, because I can yodel. Yeah. I don't sound like her at all. They just put on a hint of a Canadian accent and yodel. Hang on, and can we just pause there a sec? <laughs> Do you just say you can yodel? Not like um, not like those, you know, yodel is not like a proper yodel, but what Alanis Morissette does in that, like... That oh, cool, yeah. I, th I thought that was like a hidden yodel. talent that you could actually yodel and give it all that as well. <laughs> no. Apologies. <laughs> Apologies. Well, it's actually, it is a yodel. I like the cranberries as well when they do zombie and she flicks her voice. That flick yeah. of the voice is, is a yodel. It's just whether or not you can go up and down like a yodeler. Um, so, yeah. And Johnny Cash, I used to do a Johnny Cash song and I'd be really, I've got a really low, deep register and people would be like, oh my God, is that a girl singing? Wow. And it's just because I can emulate and, and pick out phrasing and things like that. So when you, when you spend, and I spent, from the age of 17 to 20 how old was i before lockdown 32 <laughs> um so from the age of 17 to 32 perfecting that and it was only when lockdown happened that i sort of went well music's gone 
so my whole identity has just crashed overnight. I don't know who I am without music. Who am I? And it was this whole self-discovery journey, which is why the album is so raw and so vulnerable because I got to tell my story without any distractions and without any shame for once (laughs) to just feel quite free and not worry about what people think anymore. That's amazingly powerful. Yeah, I still panic a little (laughs) because obviously when you're the cover artist, you need to be liked by everybody in order to gain the following. Mm. And then when you suddenly go, but I am an original artist too, you're opening yourself up to that criticism and that that world of it's not a it's not constructive anymore because it will always be a personal attack and you've really got to learn how to take it and I haven't quite mastered that yet but it's a work in progress so it's okay <laughs> amazing. Sounds, amazing. sounds pretty good though sounds pretty good Thanks. so where can we find where can we find all the albums because I'm going to type it into um our chat bar so if people are listening we'll put it on our page of where people can access your music my my website has got everything on it jadethunder.com yeah. and that is my real name before anyone asks so it's www.jadethunder.com. Okay, I'm just going to put that in. It's why I married him. That's a cool name. I was a bit like, is it a stage name or is it your real name? Everyone asks me if it's my stage name and obviously, yeah, you would think it, it is a stage name. But no, I remember the night we met and I, I was like, no, that's not your name. And before I even finished saying that, he had his driving license out, <laughs> proving it. I was like dude <laughs> adding you on facebook yeah will be my husband that's a pretty yeah. clear affirmation that yeah. well would uh quick side step but the night we met i was playing um the chain by fleetwood mac i just put my guitar down to take a break and at the time i was a smoker and i went over to the bar to roll a cigarette i was on rollies obviously a musician can't afford anything else and um and as I got to the bar, I noticed his bright blue eyes and I went, wow, your eyes are amazing. Will you marry me? <laughs> you know, and he looked me up and down and went, yeah, all right. What you what you drinking? And we were engaged six months later and married no. six months after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how long ago was that? Uh, oh, we met in 2015. So oh, six really? years. Yeah. Cool. There's a little sidestep. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's a cool, that's a cool little sidestep. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so you've sort of played the clubs and you've played six nights a week and then you've taken a bit of time for yourself during lockdown um, and re-evaluated and, and, you know, become you as um, an artist now rather than, you know, taking on somebody's work. What are you going to do moving forward? Isn't that just a great question? I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea because I don't, like, I don't want to confine myself anymore. I feel quite liberated with it. And the minute I start to book a tour, book an album launch gig, it becomes a job again. I'm really enjoying the freedom. So like, I didn't have anyone telling me I couldn't release a single, so I just released it. Didn't even have a video preparation, you know, like prepared for it at all. I just did a quick lyric video because, you know, I'm all right with design stuff. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I didn't think. Um, I think 
the album was supposed to be launched in November. Um, but obviously with the operation, I had to postpone it. So it's going to be out next year and then I'll probably do a gig. But I don't really want to label it as an album launch because then that puts pressure on me to like be the best. And I always believe that you're only as good as the last show you've done. So there's been nights where I've played the Flora Pavilion sell out, you know, a thousand seats or 900 something seats. And then the next night I'll be in a pub in Wallasey playing to six people and a dog. <laughs> Which so, is amazing. It, it usually is. But yeah. Um I don't I don't really want to plan too much. Yeah. So can I ask you about Joni Mitchell and her <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So what what would you say is your favorite Joni Mitchell song? Well, I actually have a tattoo. I don't know if you can see that. Songs or oh, like tattoos. Can you tell me what that first uh, line is? This might help. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that. It's got my ring light in it. Look at that. It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit shiny. <laughs> yeah. So that's the track listing for the album Blue. Oh, it's off blue. Um, yeah, and that's the first line to Blue. <laughs> song. Brilliant. I would say that's my favourite, but um, they're going to stay off. Yeah, yeah. Does. Watch it crash in a minute. Oh! Um, but to sing, um, I really like Hajira, um, because I see, like, I read a lot of myself in that. So she yeah. was, she was like, she did a lot of material quite before your time. So was that stuff your mum listened to? No, I had to learn um, that. Really? Um, yeah. someone came to me and said. You'd be good at the journey stuff. I said, sure, send me a CD. <laughs> I'll have a listen. And then 21 songs later, I was like, ah, really need to listen to all these albums and understand this artist. And then I've got, I've now got a full discography and I'm a lifetime fan. But yeah, she was never really on my radar other than Big Yellow Taxi. Okay. As with most people, I would probably say. Yeah. Um, Both Sides Now is one of my favourites when, when I kind of was a little boy growing up. I used to love that. Um, yeah. So, cool. Cool. Yeah, that. I end yeah. the show with that. That's the one I do on my do own you? at the end. Awesome. Oh, well. Yeah. So we definitely got to get booked in and come and see you. So you need to let us know um, when you're yeah. next booking out, don't you? Sure. Uh, I think we're playing the Capstone Theatre next year early on, so in Liverpool. So I'll give you a shout. Amazing. We definitely need to know that. Yeah. We could even be the backing singers. <laughs> oh, that, my God, yes. That, not. <laughs> Me, you and Stan in the back like that. Have a shoot, shoot. Be popping. <laughs> Love it. But I think it's amazing that um, artists from, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago uh, or whatever kind of still influence, you know, modern music, make new modern music makers. Because um, I, I I love all of those kind of 60s vibes. You know, there's bits of Mama Cass, there's bits of uh, Janis Joplin and, um, and, and I love all of that. So, um, and I think it, it brings an immediate connection. I think that's, that's great that you're you know those people and you know their music and people still find it. I always like that when, you know, when you're at a disco or something and you, you've got a really young person playing amazing music from 40 years ago and like, who who gave you this, you know? And the natural assumption is it's 
parentage, but it's not. Often it's not. I remember an amazing DJ in the Hilton at Liverpool playing stuff, you know, that he just got into by going around record shops and going through the vinyls. Yeah, I mean, like my parents did play those sorts of songs, but you don't always take it on because, you you know, my dad was a mod and my mum was a rocker, which was hard enough in, in itself. (laughs) <laughs> but they met on a lot of places, you know, like Queen, Elton John, Stones, um, like people like that who are just timeless, David Bowie, Bowie, however you say it. Um, so, yeah, but but Joni was just a random sort of spin for me. Um, completely, yeah, just somebody I found <laughs> along the way. And the mm-hmm. album is very, you can hear the influence massively. I'm sure you can hear it in Alchemy, like the influence of Joni. Um, but the album is very influenced by Pink Floyd as well. Because okay. my dad was huge. And then Led Zeppelin. And Yes. And Phil Collins and Genesis. So that's, yeah. But you won't hear that in the music, if that makes sense. But the writing style and stuff like that is probably... Yeah, that's where the influences come from. <laughs> so when the album's launched, um, you know, whatever gig you decide that you're going to do, and um, are you going to be able to buy it? Are we going to be able to, how are we going to be able to um, access it, shall we say? You can buy yeah. it on the website, right? Yeah, I'm going to, I think exclusively I'm going to do that to start with because at the moment I put the singles up on the streaming platforms and I don't know if you know, but lately there's been a lot of, arguments to do with the fact that artists don't actually get any money for streaming so I might have two three thousand streams in the first day of alchemy and then there's no revenue to show that um even if you've got like yeah there's nothing so we don't get anything for it so I thought for the album I just I want people to have a physical copy anyway so um I'm going to put, I think I'm going to do 100 only to start with and just see how it goes. Well, <laughs> I'm really on, sort of what, underselling myself, aren't I? On, on what, what are you going to do it on? How, how are you going to, is it going to be CD? Is it going to be? Yeah, I think CD because I wanted to do it on vinyl. Um, yeah. But there's a vinyl shortage apparently. Oh. Um, because people like Adele and Ed Sheeran and all the big ones are hogging it. And with Ooh. the... Yeah, with Brexit and all the mm. politics that come with it, you know, there's no imports and stuff, and it's really difficult for people to mm. manufacture it at the moment. That was the latest I read. I could be like three months out of date with that information, though. Hopefully, hopefully by this, you know, by this time next year. Because so we, when we we opened our office, we um we've got a vinyl only office, so we we only listen to vinyl in our office. So we bought a record player, we've got vinyl, and then if people come to visit us, they can bring us um, records and things like that. And um, it's quite funny because, so Emmett's 16, um, and his mum and dad give him a load of vinyl, and he gave us some. And then my uncle Ron is 80 something or other. Um, and he came last week and he gave me like these 20. And they were just like these amazing. And it's really funny because whoever comes in then goes and chooses vinyl and stuff. Um, and it's quite funny now. So we've listened to like this whole massive range of vinyl. And I was just thinking if it was on vinyl, it'd be dead cool to have like an original oh. vinyl in our office. It'd be I'm like you as well. Like, I've only got as well. like, look at us, you know. Yeah, well, I only have vinyl at home. So I'd be, I'm going to be like really struggling to listen to the album if it's on CD. But we'll, we, we'll, we'll have an exception and we'll listen to it on uh, 
we can listen to it via the website and everything, can't we? So, I think I'll do um, the physical copy and then um, maybe an MP3 download. Yeah. So that people can actually download it and put it wherever. So I'm not bothered about that, you know, and people, because I used to do it when I was a kid, we'd copy my mate's CDs and then share it, you know, that's okay. Yeah. At least so, at least someone's buying it once. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know that about streaming. I didn't know about streaming on, on the platforms or something yeah. Well, amazing, and we wish you all the success in the world. Um, Absolutely, yeah. do yeah. Thanks. Absolutely, amazing stuff. Well, thank Thanks you for again for listening. Yeah, it's amazing, and you know we we'll look forward to. Um, and and is there going to be more than one album then? Yeah, so I, I it's frustrating because I've spent so long perfecting this one, and now that when it was signed off a couple of months ago, I'm just waiting for it to be mixed and mastered, and I'm nitpicking at things. But in that process, I've moved on to the next album, and I'm finalising that now. And when that goes into production, I'll probably be on the next one. So you're always one step ahead all the Brilliant. time so I've kind Brilliant. of moved on from that in a way <laughs> amazing so we look yeah. forward to that being launched and um yeah we'll we'll definitely be listening in and stuff like that so amazing thank you for sharing your story with us it's been absolutely fascinating so we do have a little format and um so Sandra's put uh, she's when I said suggested that the three of us could be the backing singers Bri Sandra's put a we could and uh, Tom's listening in and he listens in from New Orleans and he's put I want to hear y'all as backup singers definitely as your Christmas singer yes yes then we'd be made for life I'll play the triangle (laughs) and the maracas yes so do we have a red face anything that's happened that's slightly embarrassing this week or in your past maybe performance days or something like that um that people can laugh along with not at you (laughs) yeah um there's been a few embarrassing i've i've you know gone to sit down at a gig and missed the chair and hit the floor (laughs) that's happened a few times um or you've got really excited and you sort of not head but the microphone but something happens somebody knocks the microphone then it hits you in the face and then you're just bleeding (laughs) from your mouth because you've lost a tooth or something i haven't ever lost a tooth but yeah um embarrassing what else um oh gosh there's probably loads i know that the last last weekend we did a joni show and because i'm not i wasn't fully recovered and i've not you know my wounds were still a bit sore and tender they said i'll sit down never really sat on a proper chair at a gig before <laughs> high stools totally different but to sit on a proper chair in a theater gig was kind of surreal and a little embarrassing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah what about you bry any red faces to share so something that keeps happening to me um and i think it's like it's of the time you know how things happen like memes come about and stuff like that so a couple of times i've gone in and and met people um of some importance and i've gone to shake hands and they've given me a fist pump and i've ended up kind of like squeezing their hand that i always think that's hugely embarrassing because you got the protocol wrong um so yeah I've, I've had that a couple of times and it was um i did one with a very quite a very high-profile, famous Liverpool person, so I won't say names, but <laughs> I felt very embarrassed by it, yeah. Amazing. So Sandra told me about this, which was her red face, and she's actually typed it in. And people only listen in for Sandra's red face moments. <laughs> so, 
last week or the week before. Um, and, and it's quite sad, but highly amusing as well at the same time. Um, so Sandra was um, a British Airways cabin crew, as was Bry, and they've got this little Facebook group of, you know, past um, <laughs> airline people who, who, who were, who were um, you know, on the airlines. And this guy had passed away and Sandra shared it and said, oh, you know, I'm dead sorry that <laughs> this guy had passed away. And uh, this girl went, oh, I don't think I ever met him. And Sandra went, yeah, yeah, you did. You know, he trained us in this particular thing and it was. <laughs> down quickly. Take it down. Oh, it, was, it wasn't the guy who she thought. <laughs> which was just genius. And it was just like, it was just a, so she's, but um, I shared the post about someone from British Airways who died saying he was the trainer on my course. Only to have a friend um, to point it out that it wasn't him. So she put the post out and then she had to quickly retract the post. Well, just genius. I just thought it was like the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah. And then as she's been a bit poorly, it's not an embarrassing moment, but I was telling somebody about it. So she's been poorly, so I thought, well, I'll take some lem sips and some honey and some lemon and um, Vicks for your feet if you have your coffee. Put Vicks in. So I made this like little care package thing. And dropped it off and said, do you want to come in? I was like, no, you've got James. Like, you know, I'm not coming in. And then I stood there like that. And I was like, I'm not touching anything. I was like, you know, I don't want to catch anything off you. And all with like love, I said it, you know what I mean? And then I come out and I was telling somebody and they're like, did you really like say that to her face? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, so, <laughs> so yeah, so not really embarrassing, but this person thought I was like pretty horrific by oh. not going in. Yeah, a bit harsh that one, yeah. But never mind. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to say good evening to um, Gertie Robinson. Okay, so I haven't seen her braces and I miss you loads. Okay, um, so Gertie's listening in, and I'm going to send her a kiss. Okay, so yeah. Um, so shout out to the grown-ups. Any grown-ups who've done amazing things in your life this week? Um, a friend of mine who is absolutely beautiful. She has her own accessories business and she started making headbands and scrunchies and things and she's literally doing it from her house. Um, she got a, 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 one of the influencers on Instagram was wearing a hat during a Puma campaign photo shoot. Oh, wow. I know. And so and she's, and then she got Re uh, Rebel Wilson when she was here, was wearing her scrunchie and oh, she's, well in. she started to get like, the recognition she deserves and she's not very confident in herself and she just did a a, a catwalk show she looks like a model but she's yeah. just not got any self-confidence and she's so humble and to see her sort of shining like that's been amazing well um, so yeah that's that's my shout out for her we're gonna give her a shout out and a big clap yeah. for that well done yeah that's amazing what about you bry um so all of the adults who today um, has been the culmination of probably a year's work, um, people living with and affected by all of the volunteers who've made World, Day, uh, World AIDS Day happen today. Um, it's a cause amazingly uh, close to my heart and, um, and I know amazing amounts of work, support, love, um, advocacy, the whole thing goes on all year round um, to keep it on the agenda and to keep educating. So shout out to all of them heroes. That was amazing. And my computer froze and I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> but we're okay. very glad you're back. <laughs> well done. I heard O's and then a little clap like that. I thought, oh, that's good. And I just 
I'll find out more about that. Um, <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to um, we did um, suicide first aid training on um, yesterday. Um, so a massive shout out to Ian for um, putting it on for us. And yeah, it's quite you know a tragic subject, but you know we can make a difference. And um, it was really you know powerful stuff, um, and we learnt loads. And um, so yeah, big shout out for him for, for, for sorting that out for us. So Jade, our time has come, um, and we're gonna. Ask Ask for a quick positive challenge and then you're going to give us your closing quote. So positive challenge. Um, I've been meaning to write a letter to my husband's like step-grandma for like a thousand years, what it feels like. So I'm actually going to do that this week. Yeah. Hopefully. Nice. <laughs> so everybody, yeah, so write a letter. Actually, yeah. pen to paper and, and phys write a physical letter because it's lovely to get something through the post rather than... Yeah, she's in her 90s and she's in a home and she just... When I've written in the past, she's loved it and she always keeps them. But Amazing. it really means something to her. Cool. So I think I need to put yeah. the time aside to do that. Totally yeah. cool. Lovely. I love that. And what's your mantra? What do you live by? <laughs> um, only dead fish go with the flow. Love it. That's, that's Thank you mantra. so, so much for giving your time up twice. Um, and a massive, massive thank you to Bri. Sandra did say somewhere that um, Radio 4 would be um, getting you for uh, interviewing. She's put something saying that. Um, what did she put? Brian is a quality interviewer at Move Over Radio 4. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. A massive, can't. massive thank you to you, you as well. Thank you, Jade. Thank you, thank you for, for everything. That was really And we'll nice. see everybody next week. Sending our love to Sandra as well. And hopefully she's back next week. But if not, Brian will step in. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Jade. Speak soon. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.